And how do we tie that data together with other sources of data? Those socioeconomic factors, those macro consumption factors, the racial and ethnic disparities in healthcare data, and illuminate pathways of engagement with individuals that are very different than what we've done in the past. And if we can read those tea leaves effectively, it's going to open up really interesting chapters in different pathways of care consumption. We live and work in a world of interlocking systems where many of the problems we face are dynamic, multifaceted, and inherently human. We believe that design thinking can help solve these problems to provide answers, but big answers can only be found by asking big questions. Welcome to The Big Question, an IDEO podcast. I'm your host, Dietra Williamson. Hey everyone, this is Dietria Williamson, Chief Marketing Officer of IDEO and your host of IDEO's The Big Question. In this episode of The Big Question, we're joined by Tim Peck, IDEO Executive Portfolio Director of Health, and Ramon Soto, Northwell Health Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing and Communication Officer. We're here today to explore a really important question The big question today we're exploring is, how might we give patients a more personalized and desirable experience? I'm so excited to be here today. Ramon and Tim, why don't you introduce yourselves? Thanks so much for the invitation. Really looking forward to the conversation. IDEO has been a fabulous partner to Northwell, and I'm really excited to explore this really important topic. Thanks for having us, Dietria. This is going to be a great conversation, Ramon. You've been a pioneer of moving forward the healthcare industry into a more desirable place, and IDEO has been happy to be your partner doing so. Thank you so much. How did you two actually come together? How did you actually meet? We met probably, I'd say, three years ago when Northwell was exploring this very topic. It's interesting that one of our major touch points of the market is our digital front door, millions and millions of interactions. And we found that it was really poor user experience because we were having trouble getting consumers to the end services that they were looking to consume. And we reached out to IDEO and you guys ran a few innovation sessions for us to help us reimagine what that front door could look like and how it might engage with consumers. It's been a fascinating journey. It's leading to new products and solutions that we're pushing out to the marketplace. It's been super fruitful. So we're thankful for the relationship. Yeah. So w- when we met, you know, for me and at IDEO, we look for enlightened leaders. We look for people who are looking to move the healthcare industry towards something that's more human-centered. And we use design thinking to do so. You know, in design thinking, we think about three pillars. There's the viability of something, the the feasibility of something, and the desirability of something. And healthcare itself as a system, typically in the, the stale healthcare system that is out there, focuses on the viability and feasibility. They focus on their own profitability and and being able to exist and their operational feasibility and forget about the users, meaning the patients and and the providers who actually run and interact with the system. But Ramon is is someone who's very different in that respect and 
as you said, was thinking about how do those patients have an experience where they feel respected, where they feel like this large system that he helps run is personal to them. And uh, it seemed like a good match. Tim, you know, I actually want to go a little bit deeper into Ramon's background. Ramon, you are an exquisite leader, which has really been built on at least what I've learned preliminarily around quite an authentic, fascinating journey yourself as a patient to customer over the last decade. Can you kind of do a double click on that for us and talk to us a little bit about your own journey? You know, the reality is I'm a marketer's marketer, was born in marketing years ago, have had a career that I'm super proud of, starting in the advertising world, working for General Electric for a number of years when it was a great company to work for, and then bridging over the, to the healthcare side. I started my journey in healthcare really for two reasons. One, just a lay person's observation that here we have an industry that's 20% of the US GDP, an opportunity to really think differently about how we engage with consumers, how we take the journey with individuals, how we motivate them to take action. And that all that opportunity was born out of my own personal experience where I went through a health event myself, not to get into the details, but it illuminated to me how healthcare is just a mystery at every turn. And when you have a health event, you're immediately thrust upon this platform of uncertainty, uncertainty for yourself, really trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? Where do I go? What do I do? With these limited access points to clinicians, physicians, who are really the value creators, but even they go through these moments of discovery where they don't completely understand. And it's kind of uncertainty meets uncertainty, and the burden is placed on the individual to navigate that entire process. It's challenging. It's a travesty. Here we are with a service that most consumers think is a right and that there are so many forces that realize that it's inefficient. It is not necessarily in the service of consumers. It rarely takes the journey with the individual, typically treats the symptom or the disease state. And it is ripe for change. If anything, this COVID era has illuminated the fractures in healthcare and the need to move this drastically in a different direction. So, you know, you take that fodder and the observation that we need to collectively think about healthcare differently with an industry that really wants to, but has a, quite a bit of institutional rust and difficulty moving in a different direction. And it is ripe for transformation. And that's one of the things that excited me about the opportunity. I looked for an organization that really wanted to change itself and how it was viewed in the marketplace. I wanted to put my experience at the service of those who need care. And it led to this fabulous opportunity to work for Northwell. For those who don't know Northwell, we're the largest healthcare provider in the New York market. We're led by a legendary leader, Michael Dowling. He believes that you're either at the forefront of change or you're the victim of it. You know, a change agent's change agent and surrounds himself with people who think in a like-minded fashion and allowed us to explore and really push healthcare in a different direction. So that's kind of what led to this conversation with IDO and I think a really fruitful journey to date. 
Ramon, I want to do a double click into that uncertainty that you and Tim have referenced earlier in this discussion. So how might we actually use digital platforms to enhance the visibility and choice in healthcare for patients and their caregivers? I'll start. And Tim, you guys have given us such great guidance. I'd love your perspective on top of this. You know, if I reflect on my own situation, I remember going through a, a moment where my world was just very different. And my health event was really impeding my ability to work and to interact with my family and to do things that everyone else could do for a short period of time. And I remember trying to self-educate and figure this thing out. And I, here I am self-educating in this kind of moment of fear, trying to understand who should I reach out to, who should I talk to, what's actually going on with me. And it was the first observation that this information asymmetry existed in healthcare delivery, that the answers are out there, but that they're super hard to connect to consumers. And the seed was planted and kind of germinated over time. Luckily, I'm fine now. And I had my uh, wellness exam last week. My doctor said, you are fabulously normal. So I'm grateful for that. But fast forward to today, and we do about 50 million consumer visits to our digital platform. Our platform's a transaction engine. People don't come there to research. They come there to seek services. And as a health system, we know individuals are searching for the physicians who provide those services. And even in that moment, this information asymmetry continued to exist. So I, here I have an individual who has raised their hand, has exhibited the highest form of purchase intent. I know the doctor that they are looking at. I know the categories of care that doctor delivers. And we still, as an industry, have challenges in matching what that individual is looking for with the actual services that we need to provide. And thus, we were looking to close the boundaries on this information asymmetry and match buyers and sellers much more efficiently. And that's where the opportunity to reimagine that gateway to information and gateway to services in a much more personalized manner where we could take advantage of the millions of interactions that we've had with consumers in the past, use some intelligent design, design thinking, analytics to match what the consumer who is looking for services with historic consumers who have purchased services and unleash a trove of data at the benefit of the consumer to close that information asymmetry. If you think about it, there's an opportunity to close the fear gap, right? So I didn't know that other individuals have gone through health events similar to mine. And it would have been comforting to know that there were people like me who saw specific physicians that treated the health conditions or health symptoms that I was exhibiting. And there was this wonderful opportunity to really reimagine what that might look like. It led to a product that's currently in beta, and we're proud to have taken the journey with IDEO. There's a lot there, Tim. I would love to hear your builds and just the role of design through that process of, you know, enhancing visibility and choice. Yeah, there's a lot of depth and richness to what Ramon just said. For one, I'd point out to our listeners that the word consumer is sometimes hard for people in health and patients to hear. 
that it's something that when they think of healthcare, it should be patient-centered care. It should be about being a patient, getting services and care from people. For us at IDEON and at Northwell, they've been very bold and comfortable with using that word consumer to their advantage and to the patient and consumer's advantage. The idea that one has a choice, the idea that one should be respected to have an experience that allows them to navigate the system and reduce that fear and uncertainty you know, comes with themes and words and words are important and, and consumers, what they use over at Northwell and, and we tend to use it too. So when the pandemic hit, things changed in healthcare quite a bit. And one of the big things that changed is that patients all of a sudden could vote with their feet a little bit more. Healthcare tends to be very local. You tend to be very much in, in your own environment and go to the closest hospital or the closest doctors. But all of a sudden, that was unavailable to many patients, especially pre-vaccination. And technologies arose, such as you know, telemedicine and, and others, to be able to engage with whatever physician group or doctor or hospital system that was you know, catering to the needs of that patient and thinking about what they needed at home, what they needed to engage and what that experience was like. Northwell started thinking about that beforehand with us, before the pandemic even started. And we did start to build in this front door to say, you know, regardless of the physical interactions, you know, in this modern world, there should be a sphere of influence beyond the buildings, beyond the personal interactions, the physical interactions. And how do we spread those personal interactions to where people actually are in their homes, at their workplaces, on the street, et cetera, and, and meet the way that they uh, act today. You know, so through deep design research, we looked at how these consumers actually wanted to interact with the system and started to build with Northwell and, and design with Northwell a project that would do exactly what Ramon said, would match digitally using the power of data, using the power of the research, the design research and human-centered design that we put in, where that front door was more accessible or just as accessible as your banking front door that's digital, as your retail front door that's digital, as your, your hospitality front door that's digital. And so the role of design was to take the lessons, especially analogous lessons from other industries, and apply them to healthcare and fuel that consumer choice. Hey, Tim, if I could add, you know, what's interesting is this word consumer. I'm not sure why it's so controversial in healthcare, but it is. Perhaps it's, you know, the, the 5,000 doctors in our system who are very proud of the expert care that they deliver to their patients. And it is still a debate going on today. Uh, I frankly think it is one of the things that's, that holds us back from innovation in healthcare. When you think about the word the patient, you self-regulate to a transaction, a moment in time where you're providing services to an individual. And that in and of itself is self-limiting. We even have a word for it. We call, the, we call it the episode of care. It's the point in time with which you provide services to an individual. If you 
change your perspective slightly. And if you think about that individual as a consumer who is on a journey of consumption of healthcare over time, you realize that most of the issues that that consumer is going through that has resulted in a need for care, that transition to a patient, happened well before the health event. And this is where I think healthcare needs to go. This is the, you know, taking the longitudinal journey with the individual, regardless of their state of health, so that you can influence these upstream touch points, these upstream elements of consumption of care that can have profound impacts on the downstream. And if you change your perspective just slightly, it opens up this world of opportunity to reimagine what those touch points might look like whether it's defining wellness differently and having a wellness conversation with an individual instead of a care conversation, or even those digital elements that you laid out. And this is one of the things that we learned really thoughtfully from our IDEO partners is that other industries have gone through this, that a study of consumerism and how relationships and engagement are built could profoundly inform healthcare. We don't have to reinvent this. We can learn from others who have already gone down this journey. Ramon, this is really fascinating. And I would love to actually hear more about how do we actually allow people to learn from others' care journeys? This seems super important. Yeah, I think this is where healthcare has to look at all the assets that are available to them. And this is where I do think there are powerful forces of change that are going to mandate that we start experimenting. You know, this belief that healthcare is a right, you've got forces of change that are really taking place at the macro level from a governmental standpoint. Healthcare consumption in five years from now is going to be very different than it is today. I think one of the knock-on effects of COVID is going to be this re-examination of how is healthcare working for individuals? We saw that your socioeconomic status really dictated your access to care and how you consume care. And it is an absolute travesty that your zip code can dictate how long you live. So I, I do think the forces of change are there and that healthcare is going to have to address this in the near term, not the long term. I do think the assets also to inform that change are also there. And unleashing the power of the information that, that we have in different ways is really going to be at the forefront of how we illuminate the path forward. We have tremendous data. It's locked in EMR systems, electronic medical records. And that data is at the service of physicians to provide care and it provides tremendous value. I think you're seeing health tech really interested in what else can that data illuminate and how do we tie that data together with other sources of data, those socioeconomic factors, those, those macro consumption factors, the racial and ethnic disparities in healthcare data, and illuminate pathways of engagement with individuals that are very different than what we've done in the past. And uh, if we can read those tea leaves effectively, it's going to open up really interesting chapters in uh, different pathways of care consumption and different partnerships. May open up an opportunity to partner with your church 
a little bit differently as a healthcare partner. And I, I do think the relationships that we build, the opportunity to interact with individuals is only going to broaden. And hopefully from this point of trust, there's still really this really interesting extreme value that consumers place on physicians, really trusted members of society. It's also really interesting that that's smashing up against you know, this trend to not necessarily believe in science. And I, think, I do think we have to get ahead of that curve. But you know, we own the patient-doctor relationship. And think of the power of unlocking that in very different ways to advise individuals. But doctors are challenged with how they use their time to take the journey with the, the individual. You know, we all fight for our five minutes with the doctor in the doctor's office. And how do you, how do you force multiply access to clinicians on a trusted basis who can guide you down a very different healthcare journey? I think these are all really interesting questions that are gonna illuminate pathways that are gonna change healthcare in a very positive way in the near future. The piece there that I'd like to pull out is this idea of what is health and how do we define health today in terms of the processes that have been designed and what can health be? What is our North Star? Where are we trying to go? And, and I think Ramon hit a lot on these things. You know, health today is designed for itself more than for the user. And where we're trying to push it at IDEO with the partners that we seek is to a health system that is more equitable, more sustainable, and more human-centered. And Ramon hits on, it's not equitable right now. Your zip code does tell you about your health outcomes. And so thinking about how we can reach people, whether that be digitally or physically, and be able to make a more even playing field, be able to reach the people who need us more, more often, needs to be done in a, in a hybrid approach, not just in a way that you're focusing on this episode, this one episode of care, but looking at their whole life journey. On the sustainability part, this idea of how do we interact with people's churches? How do we interact with people's grocery stores that they go to? And really, how do we insert our influence into the community so that health becomes a community fair and individual health becomes something that's shared, really can focus on our sustainability of, of what of the changes that we design. And then finally, human-centered design we've talked about, and we believe that health should be human-centered. Anyone that's been through the health system, as Ramon talk, talked about his own uh, journey, knows that experience is devalued and we believe experience should be of utmost importance. Quite frankly, it's quite a new approach that design brings. And it seems like it's a departure from Ramon, what might be a standard approach in terms of how people do look at healthcare. Have you found that it's been difficult internally for you in terms of engaging key stakeholders with this new way, this new human centric approach to solving quite substantial healthcare problems? You know, it's a great question. I think different parts of the organization are on different pathways 
through the journey. You know, I'm a firm believer that culturally, because Northwell sees itself as a change agent in the broadest sense of that, that word, and the people who work at Northwell are always looking around the corner for the incremental improvement, as well as that revolution that I meet with like-minded peers who want to change healthcare in a very positive direction in the right way. I think the challenge is just that. There are multiple routes to success, and you're talking about quite a bit of experimentation here, and we all bring our own baggage, as well as our own insights to the table when we're evaluating different pathways to success. You know, it's interesting, when I started my job, I rebranded the organization, and I had to influence and I had to build a change mindset because there were a lot of naysayers on the rebrand. Like, why are we going to do this? We don't really need to go down this path. And I would uh, talk to my, my boss, our CEO, Michael, and, and we would always discuss, you know, my job was probably one-third change agent, one-third business partner, one-third marketer. Forget chief marketing officer. <laughs> but it was like, how do you illuminate these different pathways? How do you listen and pull in those nuggets of information that allow you to provide broader value to the organization. And it's very true on the product side as it is on the marketing side or the customer experience side. I do think healthcare is terrible at product design, new product introduction. You know, everything is done on this artisanal, non-scalable basis. That is one frontier opportunity that I think is pretty extreme. But I do think that we speak the language of change. So there, at least we're uh, approaching an opportunity from a similar mindset. It's, it's then showing the path forward. I can tell you my formula is to experiment pretty broadly, to partner with those who have vested interest in moving things in a different direction, to pilot and to show a pathway of success and that usually creates a bit of demand for that success. We do experimentations all the time with our three regions. Our three regions are, in, they are each $5 billion health systems. It's amazing how one will say, hey, I, I heard about that thing you're doing out on the Eastern region. Can we get some of that over here in my market? And in addition, I do think that there sometimes is a need to be brave and to step out front and to lead. Mm -hmm. I've done plenty of projects where I ran silent and ran deep and it was a covert mission. And then we surfaced when we had the solution. And then it's a selling job to the rest of the organization because they don't know, you know, mm -hmm. they don't have the historic perspective and, uh, and without it, it, you won't necessarily have the opportunity to even drive the change. So we, you know, we consider ourselves a challenger brand and we are fearless in terms of running forward. We try to learn as much as we can from failures and take success and, and broadly illuminate it and drive it hard and scale it. And I think that that attitude has served us well. I think that attitude needs a big adoption in healthcare overall. We just move too slowly and you guys said it well, COVID kind of illuminates the fact that we need to accelerate how we change and how we think about change. Tim, I really would love to hear, 
obviously us working with Northwell, we have this fabulous partnership with a brand that gets it, with a company that gets it, with a leader such as Ramon that gets it. Are you finding in the marketplace, the industry of healthcare, that it's difficult for people to understand and adopt this new approach of design? There's a lot of headwinds to it, but there also is a lot of fresh perspectives and pockets that we do interact with. And again, we use this word enlightened leaders, people who are ready for this change, ready to change their own organization, ready to influence change of the healthcare system and the health system in total, whether that be in their local communities or in, or in DC or their state governments, you know, leaders who are willing to, to look outside of themselves and their own orgs. And so the issue that we find is Healthcare is, has a lot of bureaucracy, has a lot of layers of red tape in it, and it has a lot of fiefdoms of, of sorts where people are trying to protect the system that exists today. We need to change because as we talked about, the system that exists today doesn't respect the consumer as much as it needs, as it can, compared to other industries that we, that we see. And those who see the need for that change are those that we look to work with and, and have been working with. Ramon's one example of those. And so what has to happen then is we start to do organizational transformation with these pockets of healthcare. We look for the leader with them. We put in programs to workshops to spread out what is design thinking, how we can infuse this, how things can be different and we inspire we try to inspire what the new North Star could be, what the new way of practicing can be. And from there, we set a new reality to look toward in conjunction with that leader and then help bring that organization there, through there. So we look to do these beacon projects, as I mentioned, one of which we did with, with Northwell to show that change is possible show that we can respect the consumer, show that can, we can reach consumers in the most equitable and sustainable way as we possibly can. And the project we put together with, with Ramon and Northwell was called Constellation. Again, this digital front door. And Ramon, I wonder if you can bring us through what's been made this far and a little bit about the... Tim, thanks for bringing that up. You know, Constellation is, uh, in essence, the manifestation of what we had talked about before where we reimagine the elimination of that information asymmetry. Consumers shopping for services, physicians who can provide those services, and illuminating the path to connectivity, all by taking the data that Northwell sits on, the millions of transactions that we've had over the past several years. In our case, we do over 5.5 million transactions with individuals each year. You multiply that out by six years, it's a treasure trove of data with consumption roadmaps illuminated throughout that data. We put that in the service of consumers. We personalize the information and we show consumers the physicians who have provided the services for the symptoms that that consumer is going through. And it's, it shortens this kind of roadmap to overall consumption. It's in beta right now. We've had great consumer feedback. We're doing some product modifications. We're looking to roll it out in 2022. It'll be, new to the world type of experience for consumers and 
quite frankly, we'd love for healthcare to look at it and understand it and adopt it. We think it's going to set a new standard for how you map supply and demand in healthcare consumption. Ramon, thank you so much for sharing your own personal journey, your your journey of self-educating and how that really bred you into the exquisite leader that you are. Talking about the power of design and actually closing the fear gap that exists in the healthcare industry and the need for us to re-examine how healthcare actually works for our communities. And Tim, I really appreciated you discussing about how health has actually been designed more for itself rather than the user and the power of design to see our way out of that and posing the question around how a health system could be more equitable and accessible for everyone. Thank you so much, Tim and Ramon. Ramon, I have a pop-up question for you, which is, is there a big question that keeps you up at night? I can tell you that I worry a little bit, actually, I, I worry quite a bit about what the new normal will be in this COVID recovery phase with regard to healthcare. I think there's wonderful opportunity, and I think there's peril in front of us. You know, COVID has crowded out care consumption in so many different categories, people deferring care. And I think there are still knock-on effects still to be witnessed that we have not really understood yet. You have 800,000 people who have passed from the disease itself. You have a number of people who have deferred care. You know, think of how we all navigated this pandemic. I can tell you that my wine consumption uh, on a personal basis has gone up X-fold. I suspect there are consequences to be paid there. If you think about a burgeoning behavioral health issue that we're going to face as a society, think of the the millions and millions of students who have had a challenging consumption of education, who have graduated and gone to college, or who are still in school and moving on to kind of the next year. Uh, students are, and, and individuals are resilient, but there are a number of knock-on effects that are gonna play out. Now, we as healthcare, we have to figure that out, we'll, and, we, and we will. I also think the optimist in me suggests that there is a, there's also a different window of opportunity in terms of how we have relationships with individuals. So healthcare has historically been a low interest category until you need it. Uh, most people do not think about healthcare until the moment of a health event and then all of a sudden it becomes a super high interest category. We're in this environment where people are, have reevaluated that, that paradigm. And for all those who turned to wine to get through COVID, there were people who turned to their Peloton as well and actually took command in what felt like an uncontrollable environment. And I do think that awareness of healthcare leads to a window of opportunity for a different relationship. And I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. I think we have brand permission to have very different conversation with consumers and uh, I think that can yield a tremendous amount of benefit in terms of how we deliver care and how we, we interact with individuals. Ramon and Tim, this is such a not only fascinating, but important conversation to have and bring to the world. 
I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ramon. And thank you, Tim. Detria, thank you so much for hosting. And it's been fabulous to engage with you guys, share with you guys, take the journey with you guys. Thanks for being the strong partners that you guys are. Thanks, Detria. And, and thank you, Ramon, for the chance to redesign health. It's been an amazing journey and we have more to do. The Big Question is brought to you by IDEO. To find out more about us and how we create positive impact through design, head to IDEO.com. And then make sure to search for The Big Question in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at IDEO, thanks for listening.